because you're going to keep possession, that you're going to not. Lovely touch again here. Rodriguez going inside. That one's going to fall. What's up guys and welcome back to another episode of Not Gonna Lie. I'm your host Jonathan Terry and if you can't tell based off of the clip that was just being played, this episode is going to be all about MLS soccer. And I'm going to start off right away and say I know little to none about MLS soccer. So I brought in some renowned Walla Walla experts, Carson Fletcher and Jordan Cook. Thanks for being here. What is up? How's it going? So before we get into it, I just want to remind the listeners of this podcast that we have a free trial of Audible offered to you guys through this podcast. These are two recipients of the Audible free trial. That's right. And I think it's safe to say that they enjoyed it. So later in the episode, we're going to go over the books that they chose to listen to. But for those of you who are thinking about getting into Audible, you can go to audibletrial.com slash NGL, sign up for your free trial, and get a free audiobook. Like I said before, I don't know too much about, about MLS, about soccer, uh, but I did join an MLS league with you guys, yep. and so far I'm 2-0. Oh. Not bad. So I'm sitting pretty. Carson, you're also 2-0. Oh. Jordan, you wanna, do you want to tell the listeners what your record is? Rather not. Rather keep it private, but I mean, if you had to know, it's, I'm 0-2. So he has not won a game. He knows a considerable, everything consider, yeah, everything about soccer. I know nothing, and I'm 2-0. Oh. So. luck, though. I mean, we'll see. Yeah, I don't think you put much thought into it. No, I trust me. I went on all sorts of blogs and everything. Okay. I went I went hard. I believe that. So as MLS fans, um, if I'm looking to get into sport of soccer, specifically in the United States, what are some things? I want you to give me three things that I would need to know as an MLS fan. So just right off the bat, three things. So I'd say first thing, what separates MLS from other soccer leagues is that any team can win any, any game. So, I mean, that's obvious in any sport, but it definitely happens a lot more in MLS where there's not as big of a separation as you might see in EPL or La Liga where the teams all compete with each other versus some teams and some leagues have, like, the top five teams and then there's the bottom five teams that maybe win, like, twice or three times a year. MLS, there's more of a balance and the teams aren't as separated. Mm. Yeah, I think another thing that's uh, really cool about the MLS is that it's uh, expanding rapidly. So we've got new expansion teams every year. Uh, this year's FC Cincinnati, but in the past, uh, Atlanta and LAFC have both come into our league and made a huge impact, uh, Atlanta winning MLS Cup last year. So I'd say that's huge, as well as we've got players coming over from the Premier League and other leagues that have been like huge name players like Zlatan Ibrahimovic or Wayne Rooney that have come over and you know been in the MLS where we um, in the past haven't gotten big names like that. True. We're seeing a lot younger talent versus it being known as a retirement league. True. And then third thing, third thing to know is the new playoff format. So it used to be a two-leg thing after the first knockout round, but they just switched to single elimination, which caters more to the American fan. So we hope to bring in more fans from the U.S. as we just found a devastating fact about the Bachelor and MLS Cup. Mm-hmm. So for, for those of you who are fans of the Bachelor, we decided to look at the numbers of, of the, the Bachelor finale compared to the MLS Cup finale and the numbers are quite shocking so last year the bachelor season 22 the finale 7.8 million people watched but the mls cup only 1.5 million people were, were watching on their tvs and i think we may have the only two to have seen both 
here on the podcast. True. true. Jordan and Carson. Mm-hmm. Another thing that's going on right now involving the MLS is the CONCACAF Champions League. So it may not be as illustrious as the Champions League in Europe, but there's a lot of reason for American pride um, in this tournament. So there are four teams from the MLS that are actually in the quarterfinals. The New York Red Bulls, Houston Dynamo, Sporting Kansas City, and Atlanta United. And all four teams lost. The closest being Sporting Kansas City, uh, losing 2-1. to one. The Dynamo are down 2-0. New York Red Bulls are also down 2-0. And Atlanta United's down 3-0. The MLS has never won the CONCACAF Champions League. And will we see it this year, or are we going to have to wait? I think we could see it this year if Sporting Kansas City pulls through. Um, I think it's definitely not going to be Atlanta because they can't do anything lately. Houston and New York are going to have a tough time. Um, Toronto made the final last year, actually, but they lost, which I was happy to see because I don't like Toronto. What do you think, Jordan? That's fair. I don't think we're going to see it this year, but I think that having four teams in the quarterfinal is like a really good step into future years, but I don't think think we're going to pull it out this year. Sporting Kansas City, though, I think has the best chance. True. Yeah, I think as a league grows and expands the the chance that we will see a team win the championship uh the odds will improve right one of the biggest rivalries that has grown from the mls is the la galaxy and lafc aka el trafico which has kind of grown ever since lafc came into the league two years ago is that right two years ago this is their second year. This is their second year. Yeah. So, so this is their second year in the league, and we've seen a rivalry come in the city of L.A. Yeah. Yeah. Who do you think has the edge this year? So I actually had the pleasure of seeing one of the first ones. I was at the LAFC game, or the one that was at LAFC Stadium, and I think LAFC def- definitely has the edge this year again. Yep. Um, they've got a better team. I think Zlatan for the Galaxy gives them gives the Galaxy a good edge as well, but I think that LAFC has more pieces to pull it out. Yeah, I think we saw it last year in the second half of the season. Zlatan's great, but I don't think he's enough. And one surprising fact is that LA Galaxy have the most expensive defense in the league, mm. but they also have the worst defense, which is pretty mm. tough. So I think it's going to take them a few years to figure out how to get rid of those guys so they can spend their money better. But mm. I think LAFC is definitely going to definitely gonna take that this year. Yeah, in terms of a following, too, I think LAFC is um, definitely picking up yeah. more fans than the Galaxy in the city of LA and just around the league in general. Mm-hmm. And this is an audio podcast, not a video podcast, so you couldn't see the look that they gave me when I said that LAFC and LA Galaxy was the biggest rivalry. I'm thinking mm-hmm. you guys are more along the lines of Sounders-Timbers rivalry, both Timber, being right. Seattle Sounders fans. Yeah. So uh, try to use as little bias as possible, but who has the edge in that rivalry, the Timbers or Sounders? Um, i definitely say Seattle has that upper edge this year. Um, I think they lost it last year, so they definitely want to get it back this year. So far, just from the start, they've been a better team, more productive. Um, I think Seattle's going to have one of their best years in history this year, mm. and I think they're going to contend for Supporter Shield, right. which is the most points throughout the regular season. Yeah, Seattle last year and the past couple of years have had, has had pretty slow starts, so to see them come out to a to a 2-0, 2-0 start is pretty huge for, for Seattle fans and Seattle in general. So I think they're going to carry it through the season. Yeah. And especially in the games against Portland where they bring their best. Definitely in an unbiased side, though. I mean, Portland has a great midfield. I mean, Diego Valeri has been one of the best players in the past few years, and I think will be that this year in the MLS. But they just don't have a good striker, and their goalkeeper is going to play in one to two goals every game. 
And yeah. That's just not something you can count on. They have really good pieces. It's yeah. just like, especially with the Sounders, like we have those explosive players that can get like yeah. two goals, three goals in a match, where I don't see that happening with Portland. So, Carson, you mentioned before that the MLS is a league that's different from other leagues because any team can win on any given day. So with that in mind, who are your guys' two surprise teams that we need to be looking out for as the season progresses? Can you give us a countdown? We'll say it at once. Okay. We're really hyped for this. Okay. Five, four, three, two, one. Real Salt Lake. Oh, wow. Okay, I'll go first. Um, I think Minnesota is going to have a lot better of a year than last year. They've got better pieces like Ozzy Alonso, came from the Sounders, great player. They have Icopara and just other people that are going to step up this year, and I think they're going to be a lot better. They might make their first playoffs, which is exciting to see. All right, so you get three points for a victory, one point for a tie, and you get zero points for a loss. So with Real Salt Lake not hitting that 50-point mark since 2014, I think this is their year where they're going to come back. This season they have an addition of a DP striker in Sam Johnson, uh, who's going to help their attacking force. Uh, their attacking has not been good, so adding this DP is going to be a huge help, and it's going to open up the field for them. Nobody really realistically thinks RSL has a chance this year, but I do. It's true. I think they're coming from behind. It's a good pick. It's, yeah, I mean, no one's thinking it. Honestly, that's a yeah. great pick. Like, yeah. I don't know how I saw that coming. <laughs> <laughs> so like I mentioned before, Carson and Jordan are both recipients of the, not going to lie, Audible free trial. So, Jordan, do you want to kind of explain uh, the book that you chose and why you like it and why Audible is such a great choice? Or a great medium to listen to books. And then, Carson, you can do the same. Yeah, Audible is great. Um, I listen to it in the shower a lot, which I know everyone in my dorm really appreciates. I'll (laughs) hit that Bluetooth speaker on and listen to my book. Um, I'm listening to right now Drive by Daniel Pink. So that's kind of explaining, like, the motivations of people, why we do what we do, how to get people to do what you want. So really expanding my mind. Okay. Audible is a great medium to listen to books. Nice. So Jonathan's Audible trial actually came at a great time for me because I was about to go home. So I picked Atomic Habits from my drive home. It's great to listen to my book on my road trip. So if you guys want to be like Jordan and Carson and take advantage of this steal of a deal, go to audibletrial.com slash NGO. Hundreds of thousands of books to choose from for you to listen to either in the shower while you're driving home or just whenever, whenever you feel the need. Pop in Audible book and give it a go. Okay, so now we're going to transition the conversation from the MLS to the world stage. And I I was talking to Jordan Carson about this before, and I think there's a strong correlation between the MLS and people's interest in playing soccer and getting better at soccer and eventually building up our World Cup team. Mm -hmm. So I was reading an article recently that was mentioning uh, the decline that we've seen in recent years of players in youth soccer. So in 2014, a study was released saying that over 3 million people were registered in youth soccer, which is more than Boy Scouts, Girl Scouts, and Little League, which is crazy to think about. But as years went on and the USA did not qualify in 2018 for the World Cup, the numbers have dipped as low as 2.3 million. And one of the biggest factors, along with not being in the World Cup, is the president of U.S. soccer hasn't done a lot to make it affordable for young players. So the average cost could range from $120 to $150 per season. And there's a lot of 
of uh, financial aid that goes into that, but not nearly enough as much as seen in the developmental leagues for the NBA and the MLB. This this causes a lot of, of difficulty for lower-income families, especially those who have an interest in soccer but just can't simply afford it. Not having the United States in the World Cup affected the World Cup viewing numbers in a large amount. On average, soccer matches during the World Cup when the United States had qualified was around 3.5 million. But this past year, it was as low as 1.9. And the championship game received a 6 million, 6 million viewer decrease compared to the 2014 final here in the United States. How do you think the MLS will improve the overall national recognition of the sport of soccer? I think I go back and forth on it a little bit. So, like, with things like the new playoff structure and stuff like that, making our league unique, I think it's really good for American interest. So I think a lot of Americans watch uh, watch games more, more interested in the MLS season in general with these new, like, strategies. But I also don't think it's, like, as authentic of a form of football, of football, of soccer. And, um, yeah. <laughs> Either one. Anyway, so I think that, like, as we're looking to compete, as a league globally, I think it makes us more unique, which is good and bad. Like, I don't think we're as well-respected because of those things, but at the same time, I think it piques American interest. So when you're talking about, like, viewership for the World Cup, I think MLS is doing positive things. But as you're looking at, like, players and stuff uh, being recognized on a national level, I think it hurts a little bit in some areas. That's a great point. Another thing with what you're saying about, like, the development academies... um, one thing that, like, the U.S. has is, like, high school soccer and college soccer. That's something that Europe and other, like, countries don't have at all. Mm-hmm. So that's another source for our soccer players, whereas in, in Europe and stuff, they're getting, like, six- and seven-year-olds into, like, Barcelona. Because yeah. they have player, they have teams for that age. So yeah. that's definitely something the U.S. could improve on. While, like, they do have teams for those ages in America, they just don't take them as seriously. Whereas... Like, Europe scouts for players that age, like, yeah. from, like, 6 to 10, no, they take like, it seriously. I know players that have gotten signed at, like, 14 years old, 13 years old to, like, FC Barcelona or something like that, like, huge clubs. Yeah. So it's like they, they're scouting at young ages to come pick these players yeah. up. And I think one of the things that they have yet to bridge is the fact that you look at, for example, the NBA. You've got superstars such as Kevin Durant, mm-hmm. LeBron James, Anthony Davis. You can go see those guys at least once or twice a year. Right. But you have superstars in for the national team, like, for example, Christian Pulisic, mm-hmm. who you can't really see yeah. because unless you're, unless you're planning to travel across the ocean to Europe, mm-hmm. having, those, having the MLS League will hopefully keep the stars here in the United States as it grows and they'll want to stay. And that way you can actually have role models to look up to and go watch and say, wow, I got to see him right. play. I want to be like this player. Yeah, yeah. That's definitely true. I think I think there is players in that MLS that kids could find as their heroes, and that's where it's a balance for, like, short-term. What I think the best team or what I think the best thing is for U.S. soccer is definitely to have those players go overseas, mm-hmm. but that's for the short-term. Obviously, long-term, it'd be better to try to make MLS a bigger thing so those players can stay here and develop well. But, I mean, it's pretty much a fact that the development here isn't as good as it's going to be overseas. Right. So if we're just looking as a as a performance for the U.S., it's definitely in the best interest for them to go to the other countries. Right. I mean, like, if you want to be, like, the greatest soccer player ever, like, you're not yeah. going to get that recognition from the MLS, like, yeah. as of right now. Until the MLS grows into being, like, a more globally respected league, we're not going to see that. 
but I do think it would help like players to be able to look up to these people and go see them play and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's sort of a give and take because you want the national team to be successful, mm-hmm. and the best way for them to be successful is to train in Europe. But if they're in Europe, then we only see them every four years. Yeah. You know, uh, right. as far as because that's that's when people really watch soccer. Like I think if you yeah. look at the 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 levels of kids in youth soccer, I bet there's a massive spike four years when the United States qualifies for the World Cup. And I right. think not having them this year is what's kind of led to that downfall because they've lost almost 600,000 players in the past three years. Mm. And and hopefully they can figure out a way to solve this crisis and get kids back into playing because that's the only way we're going to be successful yeah. as a nation. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. And things where I thought it was a good point where I was saying, like, college, we have college systems and, like, high schools and stuff like that because, mm-hmm. like, in other, like, in Europe, like... They think it's so funny that we, like, watch college sports on TV. Yeah. Because it's, like, it's so unheard of that that's, like, a professional sport. Like, that's where the U.S. is unique. And so I think that does get overlooked a lot. A developmental type of league is, like, college sports. Yeah, and it's going to be a hard thing to change, too, because, I mean, if a player has tons of potential in the U.S. and he isn't good enough to go to Europe, then his best opportunity is to go to college, not some club team in the Mm -hmm. U.S. Mm -hmm. So finishing up here, I want to transition back into the MLS and get your guys' predictions for the award winners this year. So there's a few I want to cover. MLS Cup, Supporter Shield, Golden Boot, MVP, and Golden Glove. So for those of you who don't know, Golden Glove would be the best goalkeeper. Golden Boot is the most goals scored in a season. MVP, most valuable player. We're all aware of that one. And then Supporter Shield, which Carson mentioned before, was the most points scored by a team. And then finally, the MLS Cup, which is the champion, the the top team after the playoffs. So who who is your guys' pick? First off, let's start with MVP. Who do you guys have winning MVP this year? I've got Carlos Vela. Carlos Vela has been one of my favorite players to come over, playing for LAFC right now. Um, I liked him last year in LAFC's inaugural season. I think he's going to be really good this year, too. Um, I have a tie between two. I think it could either be Acosta from D.C., because mm. I think he's been doing great lately. And, and if Slaton can get something going with Galaxy, take him deep in the playoffs, I think it could definitely be him. Yeah, he's definitely like a favorite right now to win that. The thing with Slaton that's like huge is like if L.A. Galaxy have success, it's going to be like almost exclusively attributed to Zlatan. So yeah. if, if he takes his team far, like he's going to be the front runner. Yeah. Okay, so now we've got Golden Boot, which is most goals scored. So who do you guys have with that one? I've got Zlatan for this one. I think Zlatan, like I was saying, like he's carrying his team, so I think he's going to be the the main goal scorer for sure with Galaxy. And he's obviously like has a ton of success in Europe, and he's going to have a ton of success here in scoring goals. Got a bit of an unpopular opinion. I've got to say Raul Rui Diaz because. Mm-hmm. I mean, Seattle's got a great midfield this year, which could contribute to great offense going forward, with which gets him lots of chances at goal. And in his past seven matches, he has nine goals. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, if he keeps up at that pace, he definitely is going to be a front runner. Mm-hmm. Okay, so what about what about uh, Golden Glove? For that one, I have Zach Steffen, just because Zach he's Steffen. young. He's got lots of potential. I think he's got what it takes. I also want to interject here and say that I had Zach Steffen in fantasy this week. He scored me 18 points. He had a shutout as well as a penalty save. 
So right now I'm riding high on Zach Steffen as well. Don't know too much, but he's my guy. He's my goalie going forward for yeah. the rest of the year. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to hometown this pick and go with Stefan Fry. Okay. Just because I mean, seeing him play so often, it's like he's he's a huge, hugely underrated goalkeeper in this league. I think, and I think he's gonna have a breakout season. Yeah. I mean, he definitely was one of the favorites to get it the past three years. He's been in the final two, mm. so I think it could be his year too. Yeah. Okay. Now. Here's the final question that I kind of want to merge together. Do you think the Supporters' Shield winner will also win the MLS Cup, or are we going to see a different winner for both of these? I think with the new playoff system, with the single-game knockout, I think it won't be the same, just because, like, one game can go both ways so mm-hmm. easily that I think mm-hmm. it could very easily be different teams. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to have to agree with that. All right, so who, who do you have then? Who are your, who are your picks? Um, I'd say right now for Supporters Shield, I could see it being LAFC. I could see supporting Kansas City this year. True, they're always close to that. Yeah. So I'm gonna go out on a limb here then and say that your MLS Cup winners are gonna be the Sounders. Is that is that accurate? I think they have a great chance. Um, I think as yeah. it goes matchup to matchup, I'm always gonna pick the Sounders. Yeah. So how about we pick a MLS Cup winner that isn't the Sounders? Yeah, that would be good. That would be good. That's I like tough. that. Okay, I'd say DC. Gonna go with New York Red Bulls this year. Not gonna happen. Promise. 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 How are you gonna promise? Because they and they've had like some of the most points the past three seasons. Right when they get to playoffs, it's a choke every year. But they've got that on their mind. They're gonna come in with an edge. They had it last year too with an edge. Yeah, but they didn't they did have nothing. Three for years in a row with an edge. That's now true. they do. It's true. They only had two <laughs> last year. <laughs> They're angry and ready to. Come I mean, back last and year, like what you were saying about supporter shield and MLS Cup, they won supporter shield last year. They didn't win MLS Cup, so it does happen quite often. All right, well, we'll definitely be keeping you guys posted on MLS news throughout the year. I will with my fantasy team because I've got a lot riding on this one. But I want to thank you guys, Carson and Jordan, for coming on. Of course. Thanks for having us. Yeah, so you guys can check out episodes of the podcast on the website. Instagram. Yeah, Flickr. Okay, yeah, sorry, I should. So, but don't. <laughs> I think it, it could work well. I like that. No, I don't <laughs> think it <could> <laughs> you should get the whisper. Restart your ending. Okay. Cool. Make sure to plug our Instagram. I'm past the Perrier. Yeah, I'm Jordan C. Dot o- okay. This is this is kind of tough. No, it's fine. Okay. On all major platforms. So we'll definitely wait, be. Wait, you should tell them that you're going to post your um, fantasy score after each week on your Instagram story. If you're not going to lie. Okay. Just feel like that. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Just make sure you plug us. I don't really care what okay. you <laughs> You guys can also check out podcast episodes on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, or on our website, notgonnalivepod.com. We're adding more bloggers. We're adding more blogs. We've got stickers up there for sale, and we've even got T-shirts coming soon. So stay tuned, guys, and thanks for listening.